0: Hello, it's Scott Hamilton, Rock File, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about season two, episode one, episode 14 overall, of the TV series 12 Monkeys. So, after I posted my review of season one, a, a, a show that I was never going to watch, I bought for a dollar and really enjoyed it, posted my review had someone asked me to review the rest of the seasons individually episode by episode and give my theories. So thought that was a good idea. It'll be good exercise, good practice. I need to keep working on the settings of my new rig in my home studio. So all of that came together to go, why not review episode by episode? So uh, to give you a little background on Twelve Monkeys, I'm a huge fan of the movies. Was never interested in the show. If you want to know what I thought of season one, my review is posted, and it's fairly recent, actually. The Universal Pictures released the seasons as the show was coming out on sci-fi. I was oblivious to all of this. wasn't paying attention to it. wasn't watching it. wasn't getting the Blu-rays when they came out. It just I wasn't into TV at the time. I'm still not heavily into TV, and I had just kind of you know. It's a TV show made from a movie I love. I'm not even. But I go into that in that previous review. So when I was able to get the first season for a dollar and I was looking for things to watch, I really, really enjoyed it and I did some investigation. So I could buy seasons two, three, and four from Universal. They're still pretty expensive. Uh, The show's been out for a while now. But in 2020, um, Mill Creek released a box set of all four seasons together. Now, Mill Creek is known for shoving a whole bunch of movies on one disc using uh, low encoding rates, and and they look terrible. So I was... A little trepidatious to say the least, but I read some reviews and they thought that they used the same masters that Universal did, except on season one. There seems to be some kind of weird color timing between season one on the Universal release and season one on the Mill Creek release. Well, I have season one on the Universal release and I didn't start with season one on the Mill Creek, so I haven't compared those, but I'll do that in a later episode. So I popped in season two. It picks up right where season 1 leaves off. What I like most about the series is we started with the basic idea of the the movie and the original story, but they changed a couple of things. And what they changed allowed them to now we are in uncharted territory. We have no idea where the show is going. It ended with Cole deciding to save Ramsey. Oh, I should say I'm going to get into spoilers because how else can I talk about each episode of a season if I don't get into spoilers? They're only 40-some-odd minutes long. So after the events of the first season, season two starts, and I find out later that we have a famous person narrating the show who makes an appearance at the end of season two. I'm a little upset I read that spoiler, but I'll get to that. So it picks up right where season one left off, which we were in 2016. Cole and Ramsey are on the run from the army. They had sent Cassie into the future. And basically what this episode does from the here on is wrap up a lot of the previous season, a lot of the loose ends. We've got those messengers in the future. They were sending people back to specific times for specific things. Looks like they were carrying bone weapons, which we know you can't get a whole lot through a time machine back into the past. No technology and that kind of thing. So Cassie's in 2043, and Katrina Jones, who is the scientist who invented the machine and who's been sending people back and all that kind of stuff, nurses her back to hell. She was shot. That's why Cole sent her into the future. So she's now into the future, and we're starting to really mess with the timeline. These messengers, they say, and they've got weird blue paint on their skin, which we've learned through this episode, they can wipe that off. I thought they were mutants or aliens or something. And no, they can wipe it off and look pretty normal. And that's what they do to the people who they send back in time. I have no idea what they're doing yet. So in the past, Cole's looking for Jennifer because, well, the bad guys always give up the plans. <laughs> to other people who they don't know may have turned on them. And that's how we get some, that MacGuffin happens in this first episode where the bad guy kind of lays out his whole plans and then he gets backstabbed, whatever, and and we go on <laughs> with our main characters knowing what's going on and they continue. So we're told that it's all going to happen in Manhattan. Jennifer Goines uh, you know, has the virus and she's going to release it. That's They found a report. That's what's going to happen. So they go look for her and they find her and she's nuttier than a fruitcake as she was at the end of the first season. And they get into a basic standoff and surprise Cassie shows up now in the past of 2016. She says in 2044, she was in the future for eight months, I guess while they rebuilt the machine. Oh, they blew up the machine in the future to stop the messengers. Um, And Katrina says that she can rebuild it, could take up to a year, but they'll do it and continue the work. So Cassie goes into the past and attempts to stop Cole from killing Jennifer, who's holding the virus. And that's how... The first episode ends. This is the 14th episode overall, but season two, episode one, called Year of the Monkey. It lays the groundwork for what's to come. It wraps up most of the plot lines they weren't going to continue from the first season and starts things kind of fresh into the second. It felt good. It felt smart. They didn't take too many shortcuts, those writer shortcuts, of, especially in a time travel show, um, you know, they can just erase things and move on, which they resisted the temptation in the first season to do that a lot. There was something that happened in this season. I'm trying not to give all the spoilers from the entire episode away, but something happens, and they mention something about fixing it, and and that would be going back a few minutes and undoing it, and they weren't able to for whatever reason. I think that's, that's not lazy writing. That's actually smart because with a time travel show, they could always undo everything they do, and then what's the point of the show, right? So anyway... Um it seems pretty smart what led me to be more interested in it was when I was reading about the first season that I was going to get for a dollar I was going to get it regardless but I was reading reviews anyway every single review said seasons 2 3 and 4 were stronger that they were better it was a better show Um can't really tell from the first but man it won a lot of awards for cinematography you don't hear that much about TV shows but really it looks fabulous it looks like a movie um, there's not a whole lot of special effects. I read that there could be anywhere from 30 shots to over a hundred shots. Most episodes are about 70 to 80. I mean, there's special effects. The time travel machine was used. It explodes at one point. Um, but like the blinking back and forth and stuff is not, is more camera tricks than special effects for the most part. Digital editing. Overall, I really like the show. Um, it's again, one of those shows that I would have never thought I would have watched. I don't have too many theories about what's going on. The messengers are obviously trying to fulfill the witness, whoever the witness is. Um, We were led to believe it was somebody else it was a bit of a red herring. If you remember, 12 Monkeys, the whole army of 12 Monkeys was a red herring in the original movie. So that's a change that the 12 Monkeys are actually a thing from the movie, from the original story. I don't know. I think it's good so far. Um, Time travel is going to get confusing. So I will try. And another reason why, actually, um, I wanted to do the individual episodes. It will help it keep it in my mind. I started to do that with Dark. If you haven't watched that show on Netflix, it, it can be pretty twisty. And laying it out episode by episode really helped. So... We'll see what I can do about this. I don't know how quickly I'll be getting these out, but I hope you enjoy them. These will be mini little reviews of each episode as we go through the last three seasons of 12 Monkeys. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. I am now talking to tech support with Patreon to get back into my Patreon account so I can restructure everything. Details on that coming up. Also, Bros for Life stuff is coming if you want to subscribe to that. Please subscribe to my YouTube. That's taking off, but I need a certain level of subscribers to start making any kind of money with it, which would be nice. So anyway, not asking for any monetary help. Just subscribe to my YouTube or any of my podcasts. All of that helps. Subscriptions and likes are a wonderful thing. Remember, sharing is caring. Scott Hamilton and Rockfile have a spectacular day. Thank you for listening.